I don't wanna be just someone that's new. I speak my mind so free, so you could hear the truth. Yeah, I know that we all have fear. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Truth for Youth podcast with Micah Murphy. Well, we are fast approaching Valentine's Day. So, if you have a significant other, that boyfriend, that girlfriend, perhaps a husband, wife, this is your notice. You better go get those gifts, flowers, candies, whatever you're getting, because it's just a couple days away. And that being said, of course, our topic is love. It kind of gets thrown in your face at this time of year, whether that be a good thing or a bad thing. So we're going to talk about it. Again, this is a podcast mostly for teenagers. I know we have some adults listening or some older ones, but this one is mainly for my teenagers out there that are struggling to know what is true love. The person that you are currently dating, is it really love? Or perhaps you had a previous relationship and you're thinking, I don't know, was that love? Is that what love is like? Is that what it felt like? It sure felt like, you know, we were in love, but something happened. So how do you know? You know, I get this question pretty often as far as, you know, how do you know, Micah? How do you know when you're with the right person? Because that is just kind of a little scary to think about, right? Like when you think about if you have that traditional view of marriage, which I hope you do as a, as a listener, uh, if you're, especially if you're a follower of Christ, you know, one spouse for forever. Now I know things happen and, you know, divorces happen and whatever, but for the most part, you should set out for your goal obviously, to, to marry one person and to be with them for your life. Now, if that's your thought process, then yeah, it's a little scary. It's a little intimidating thinking, well, who is that one? You know, because I want it to be forever. So how do I know for sure? So we're going to talk about that a little bit today because it's easy to confuse love with other things. And if you obviously you've never really experienced love or, or you don't really know what the biblical truth of love is, then yeah, it can be hard to really distinguish. And so I'm going to look at a few definitions. You know, what does our society say about love? Like, how do they define it? Uh, I found it pretty interesting, uh, you know, just getting on the internet and kind of looking around and uh, I found some interesting definitions on Urban Dictionary in, in no ways to, am I suggesting you use Urban Dictionary as your source, but it's kind of funny because people just write in what they think a definition should be and people kind of vote on it. So here's, here's some definitions. Um, one says this, lust is the desire for their body, but love is the desire for their soul. Hmm. Here's another one. The most spectacular, indescribable, deep euphoric feeling for someone. And then Merriam Webb actually says this attraction based on sexual desire. Wikipedia says this an emotion of strong affection and personal attachment. 
And again, you can get on there and you can read all sorts of, of definitions and descriptions of what love is. And honestly, it is kind of hard to describe love. And, and different people have different takes on it and, and what they've maybe experienced in their life and, you know, what they've viewed maybe in others. And so here's this, you know, hard word to kind of describe at times. So let's look... Um, it's some of the words around love. Because I think, I believe anyways, that love gets confused with a couple other words. Feelings, emotions, one being infatuation. So let's look at some definitions of infatuation. Again, there are some urban dictionary definitions. Infatuation consists of people thinking they are in love. But when indeed it is just a deep lust or a like for another person. Another one. Infatuation almost can equate to lust. It is not love nor being in love. However, both usually start off as infatuation. Infatuation is only an attraction for another person based only on what you initially see and not what you know about them. You do not know that person yet. It is only an attraction to someone based on what you want them to be versus who they really are. Infatuation turns to true love or being in love when you have accepted that person for who they are their background, their weaknesses, their strengths, their character, their spirit, their values, their spirituality, where they are going in life, etc. To prove the difference between infatuation and love is this. Infatuation is what leads to the wedding, but it is love that begins when the honeymoon is over and you discover the true person you have married after your disagreements. <laughs> That's a pretty detailed definition. I thought that was pretty good. That's obviously someone that has a little experience in dating or uh, being, quote unquote, in love with someone and realize that there is a difference between infatuation and love. And I agree with, with parts of this, uh, this definition, um, but I, I thought that was pretty interesting. Thought you guys would enjoy that. All right, so here we go. Where do we even start? Well, there's obviously lots of different places we could start with love, but, but let's go to the origin. Let's go to the beginning of love. Where does it come from? Where does it originate from? Well, Again, because I believe in God, and I believe the Bible is true. If I go to the Bible, this is what it says. You go to 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 through 9. Um, this is the passage. Dear friends, let us practice loving each other, for love comes from God. And those who are loving and kind show that they are children of God and that they are getting to know him better. God is 
love. And then it goes on to say, verse 9, God showed how much he loved us by sending his only son into this wicked world to bring to us eternal life through his death. In this act, we see what real love is. It's not our love for God, but his love for us when he sent his son to satisfy God's anger against our sins. So just from that passage, we get two key truths about love, true love. One, we see that it is from God. Love comes from God. The second thing we see is God is love. So if we're going to try to grasp this meaning of love, right, and and we all you know, want to be in love. I am in love, but you teenagers that are listening, of course, you want to be in love one day, or at least most of you. Some of you may be called uh, to be single, and that's fine, but you'll have maybe a love for a friend or parents or someone other, but to be in love and and, into a marriage one day, obviously, you want to be in love with that person. Well, let's look at the two foundations of love. This is it. This is the foundation right here. God created it. Okay, so it comes from God. And God is love. Like that's his nature. That's who he is. So if we're going to understand love better, it would help to understand God. Understand our creator. So when we are growing in our faith and we're growing in our relationship with God and, and you're reading your Bible and you're, you're you know, studying him and you're praying to him, you're going to understand more about who God's nature is. And God is love. Now, God is also a lot of other things. He, he's powerful. He's just. But he is love at his core. So by understanding his nature, we will begin to understand a little bit more about love and how to one, accept his love, understand his love for us, and then two, be able to love others in a way that he loves us, okay? So that's the one foundation, and obviously to know that he, he created it, right? That's where it comes from. So by knowing God, we have a better understanding of it. So here's, here's a little piece of advice while we're still on these two points. Young people, if you're going to go out and seriously date someone. Now, sometimes you're just going to be dating someone just because it's, uh, you know, you're young and you're just experiencing dating, right? You're, you're learning how to interact with the opposite sex and, and how to, um, you know, carry on conversations with them and how to treat them. So that, that's great. It's kind of a, a trial run. But as you get older, your dating life is going to become a little more serious, a little bit with more of an intention to seek out the person that you want to spend the rest of your life with. Now, that may not happen till college or or even after college, but at some point you need to realize when you're dating, it's, it's pretty serious. So I suggest you date someone who is a believer. Why? Because our first two truths, God created it and God is love. So for the other person to truly grasp love, 
it would obviously help if they are a believer. Then they will understand love and how to accept that love and then how to return that love back to you. Okay, so I'm a big believer in that. This is not the title of this topic. We, we're, that's a whole other topic, and I may talk about that later um, as far as not being unequally yoked with someone, okay? But tonight, we're just talking about love, or this morning, whenever you're listening to this. All right, so those are my first two points about what love is. Now, let's move on to another one here. All right, so my third point my third truth is it sacrifices self. Love sacrifices self. Now let me look at a passage here to help us grasp this a little bit better. 1 John chapter 3, verse 16. This is the Good News translation, by the way. This is how we know what love is. Christ gave his life for us. We too then ought to give our lives for others. How do we know what love is? Christ gave his life for us. That's how we know. So right there we see that love sacrifices self. Now we can pretend that, you know, we would jump in front of a car to save someone, run inside a burning home to save someone, you know, we like to imagine all these things. Now, whether you actually do that or not, you probably don't know until the situation occurs. Sometimes there may be enough adrenaline, adrenaline going that you just do something. You do this act of, of uh, heroism or hero, heroism, however you say that, being a hero. Um, or sometimes if it's, a, if it's someone that you truly love, like I wouldn't think twice about doing that for my family, for my wife or my sons, because I love them and I would sacrifice myself for them. Now you start talking about other people, whether it be strangers or, you know, maybe even acquaintances, you know, then it gets a little, uh, <laughs> maybe a little iffy. But if you truly love someone, then you're sacrificing self. You are no longer putting your needs, desires, wants ahead of theirs. Now, you know, sacrificing your life, that's, that's a big one. And especially if you knew and you had time to really think about it. You know, Christ had time to think. It wasn't a, you know, a burning fire and adrenaline kicked in and he just rushed in. And this was something that he thought about and contemplated and said, no, this is why I even came to live on earth was to come and live to be a sacrifice because I'm going to willingly be beaten, humiliated, spit on, made fun of, and die a very horrible, painful death. Now, if we flip that and, and we start thinking about dying in that, that sense for someone that we love, we, we may think twice about that versus just running into a you know, to a bad situation, if we had to really think about it and, we, and it was strung out and we were tortured throughout the process. But love sacrifices self. True love sacrifices self. All right, what's another one? All right, my fourth truth about love is it builds others up. It's a builder. It's not tearing people down. First Corinthians Chapter 8, verse 1 says, love builds people up. Talks about how knowledge can make people arrogant. However, love builds others up. 
And if you think about that, if you're in a relationship and that other person is tearing you down, it's not building you up as an individual. And if you're a believer, if you're a follower of Christ, if that person is not helping you be a better Christian, a, a more dedicated, more faithful follower of Christ, and they're tearing you down and tearing you away from Christ, that is not true love. If the words that they say are constantly hurting you and tearing you down or making fun of you or whatever it is, that is not love. Now, look, I will say this. Okay, here's my disclaimer for all these truths that I'm going to talk about. Because we're humans, we're not perfect. So we're not going to be able to do all of these every single time without fail. But I hope you truly understand the difference in maybe saying a hurtful thing at some point versus someone that is constantly tearing you down, constantly. Maybe it's, maybe it's even physical. Obviously, if it's physical, you need to get out of that situation. But verbally, emotionally, that's not healthy. That's not true love. They can, they can use the words, I love you, all day long. But if they're hurting you physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, with words and actions, that's not love. You need to get out of that relationship. All right, let's move on. Let's go to truth number five. It's patient and it's kind. Now, look, this is the verse that uh, everybody likes to, to use. Um, you'll probably hear it at most Christian weddings especially, but probably even, you know, weddings in general, I would think. You know, it's, it's a very common one. It talks about what love is. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 13, 4 through 8. I'm going to read, uh, read a couple different versions because I just like, again, you know me by now, hopefully. I like different versions. So here we go. Here is the common English. Love is patient. Love is kind. It isn't jealous. It doesn't brag. It isn't arrogant. It isn't rude. It doesn't seek its own advantage. It isn't irritable. It doesn't keep a record of complaints. It isn't happy with injustice, but it is happy with the truth. Love puts up with all things, trusts in all things, hopes for all things, and endures all things. Love never fails. All right, here's an easy-to-read version. Love is patient. It's kind. Love is not jealous, it does not brag, it is not proud. Love is not rude, it is not selfish, and it cannot be made angry easily. Love does not remember wrongs done against it. Love is never happy when others do wrong, but it is always happy with the truth. Love never gives up on people. It never stops trusting never loses hope, and never quits. Love will never end. Okay, that was the easy to read. I'm going to read one more. Living Bible. Here it is. Love is patient. Oh, excuse me. Love is very patient and kind, never jealous or envious. It never is boastful or proud, never haughty or selfish or rude. Love does not demand its own way. 
It is not irritable or touchy. It does not hold grudges and will hardly even notice when others do it wrong. It is never glad about injustice, but it rejoices whenever truth wins out. If you love someone, you will be loyal to him no matter what the cost. You will always believe in him, always expect the best of him, and always stand your ground in defending him. Obviously, you replace that with her. Um, You'll always be loyal to her. No matter what the cost is, you will always believe in her. You will always expect the best of her and always stand your ground in defending her. So we see several things in this passage, right? several traits and characteristics. And, you know, I'm not going to throw them all in there, kind of grouped uh, several of these together. Um, so here are the ones that I kind of picked out of that verse, kind of the common themes of that one without going back in and hitting on the ones that we've previously talked about. So it's obviously it's patient and it's kind, right? Love is going to be patient, right? Like patience is such a huge virtue to have in life. We're so impatient. We're impatient with other people. We're impatient with life in general. Love is patient. Love waits on people. It waits on uh, situations. And it is kind. Again, going back to what I just talked about. You know, it's not evil, it's not hateful, it's not tearing down others. It's kind, it's generous, it's nice. All right, so that's five. And then six, again, it's all grouped into that passage. It doesn't hold grudges. Also think about that in terms of it forgives, right? If if you're not holding a grudge, that means you're forgiving someone. Right? There's going to be wrongs done in a relationship. Begin because we're, we're faulty. We're sinful humans. We're not perfect. We're going to mess up. Okay? And there's going to be a time where you're going to need forgiveness and you're going to need to forgive the other person. Don't hold grudges. If you hold grudges, that's just driving a wedge. You need to truly learn to deal with whatever the issue is, was. Hopefully you get it resolved. And don't hold the grudge anymore. Forgive and move on. That's what God does with us. He doesn't hold a grudge all the times that we sin against him. We ask for forgiveness. We repent. He doesn't hold the grudge. He forgives and moves on. Number seven, point, uh, point number seven for the truth of love. It is loyal. Right? It's loyal. It sticks by the side. Uh, you, sometimes you may think of a dog, right? Like how loyal dogs are. They are very loyal. I mean, if you ever think about a dog that you've had in your life and you probably have gotten mad at that dog at some point for doing something and you've probably really scolded that dog, maybe you even hit it or kicked it. I hope you haven't, but if you have, if nothing else, you've probably yelled at it and, and you know, kind of stuck your finger, whatever, Um that dog probably, you know, kind of whimpered down. You could probably see the regret or the fear or the scaredness on this little dog. But what does it eventually do? It gets so happy the next time it sees you, right? It, it, it loves you. It's going to probably jump on you and get in your lap. And, man, dogs are so loyal. It's really crazy to think about. You know, they are always there to love you and, and to greet you and, it really is amazing, and it makes me think 
man, we as humans aren't even that loyal. Like, we should be that loyal. You know, even when someone does us wrong, we should, well, I mean, obviously it depends on what that wrong is, but, you know, if we're working through it, right? We're in a relationship, then we're forgiving, and then we're loyal, right? But we're sticking by where, you know, God is loyal to us. You know, Jesus doesn't abandon us. He is by our side, and we too should be loyal to those whom we love. And the last one it talks about is love never ends. Never ends. You know, there's so many stories, celebrity stories, I guess obviously get the most news, but I'm sure it happens just as often in the quote-unquote real world, the regular world, normal people. But you think about how many celebrity marriages last. Some are literally hours long. Some are days, uh, some are months, and maybe some make it a couple years. And I mean, there's, I know there's celebrity marriages that have lasted a long time, but we see those marriages that have just, they, they've come and gone so quick. You know, and it's like, well, wait a minute, how did that happen? Because here in the Bible, it talks about love never ends, you know, and it's loyal and it's faithful and, and it's patient. So again, I think people jump into this infatuation, and it is hard, guys. I don't expect you, uh, especially in the beginning, when, when it's the first time that you've really had these strong emotions and feelings for someone to know if it's infatuation or if it's love, and, and maybe it turns into love. But it's really hard in the beginning to, to differentiate between those, those emotions and feelings. But what I want you to realize, I just gave you eight truths, biblical truths, of what love is. Now, we could look in the Bible, we could find more. I could make this list really long, but I just wanted to keep it at these eight. Okay, this is what love is. What do you notice about all these traits and qualities of love? Their action, their verbs. I mean, it sacrifices, it builds up, it's patient, it's kind, it doesn't hold grudges, it's loyal, it never ends right? Jesus tells us, if you love me, what will you do? What will you do? He says, if you love me, you will obey me. That's John chapter 14, verse 15. If you love me, obey me. It doesn't say have strong emotions towards me. It doesn't say have these goo-goo, gaga eyes. If you love me, obey me. Action. Show me action, right? Action's always going to be louder than words. Love is action, guys. It's not that ooey-gooey feeling that you have for that girl or for that guy. That's the infatuation that you're feeling. And yes, that's kind of part of it, and I agree with that one definition that we read earlier where you know, that's kind of the beginning stages because I do feel like that's you know, an important part in the dating relationship or that um, courting stage where you're kind of getting to know the other person. I do, I do think that attraction and, and having those feelings, that's all, that's great. That's part of it. That's, that's actually fun. You know, that, that's good stuff. But don't mistake that with true love because love has to endure. I hate to tell you, but all that infatuation, all those ooey-gooey feelings, man, they spike in the beginning and then they, they dwindle. You know, you're in this long-term relationship, and it's, it's a lot deeper than those 
those little emotions that you feel early on. And it's the actions, 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 okay? You have to understand that love is action. It's not just those little emotions that you feel, okay? All that emotion, for the most part, that's just the infatuation. Learn to know what true love is. And the only way that you're going to know that is by knowing God more, by knowing him better, understanding the biblical truth of love. Then you're able to love others. Then you're able to accept the love from others. Guys, I hope this helps. I hope you have a blessed Valentine's Day. All my single peeps, hey, no worries. Don't worry about it. Don't feel pressured. God loves you. Your time will come. So be patient, seek God, and it'll all work out in his timing, in his plan. All right, guys, love you, and we will catch you in the next podcast. Again, if you find value in these podcasts, please share them. Please, and for those that have not left reviews on iTunes, please go do that for me right now. Take two seconds, well, probably more like a minute. Take a minute, do that. Love you. See you in the next podcast. Bye-bye. I speak my mind so free, so you could hear the truth, yeah, I know that we